so in today's tell tales episode i vaishali patel is going to narrate the story can you get away from a murder by ananya agar so let's begin it was 7:30 in the evening the evening sun cast long shadows on the ground Even the slanting rays of the setting sun gave a warm orange tinge to the sky. Everything was tranquil, but not for the Johnsons. The owner of the massive Johnson Empire was found dead in his residential swimming pool shortly after his arrival from the work. The dead body of Claus Johnson, who was a middle-aged man of 30, happily married for 2 years with his hard working wife and suffered many ailments had been stabbed multiple times in the back leaving no sign of life the pool was fetid with the rotting of the body the corpse had numerous cuts with blood penetrating out of them the skin had turned blue hidden under the blood Beside the pool stood the Claus's wife Heather motionless and couldn't come to terms with the horror in her eyes She stood there like a statue gasping for breath She was shaking like a broken leaf being carried away by a storm The member of the family were frozen due to the shock and were too devastated to accept it suspense filled with air every single person was seen to be as guilty as other the atmosphere was chilling because there was a killer at least the crime scene was filled with investigating officers in the next half hour headed by robin matthews He asked everyone to wait in the living room. There were panic-stricken faces all around. Ben called Robin tonelessly. "What do we have here?" "Sir, the victim is Claus Johnson, the CEO of Johnson Cements. He died due to multiple stabs in the back. Murder weapon." not found on the crime scene he was last seen by his assistant rosa when he headed to his room after returning from the office at 7 pm it doesn't seem to be a burglary at his mobile phone and wallet are beside the pool said robin also we found a note underneath his champagne glass made with newspaper clipping Take a look Robin opened the crinkled white sheet which said He was supposed to be dead Everyone couldn't care less about him All wanted him out of their lives dead But I was damn bold enough which could actually do it for real
looks like a well planned murder search the entire place for evidences and clues and come up with the new leads i want the telephone records of the victim as soon as i am done with taking the statements of all the people present at the time of murder commands robin Robin enters the living room to interrogate each person individually. Victim's younger brother George, who was an alcoholic age 24. His wife Gina, who had wild fashion interest of 22 years. The housemaid Amy and Rosa, his 27-year-old assistant who kept track of his tedious schedule. The wife who was at work when the accident took place was inconsolable. Her eyes were dried out due to the excessive crying. I want to find the ruthless murderer, sir. I wouldn't rest until I do so. Please help me to bring my husband justice. She pleaded in front of the officer who tried to pacify her He started off with the maid Amy Where you were at the time of murder and what were you doing asked the robin I was cleaning George's room after it had been installed with new wallpaper with Claus's assistant Rosa who was supervising the work We were there for about 2 hours and only came out to throw the trash to find Claus's lifeless body in the pool Although Claus never increased my salary and made me do one task after another But I wouldn't kill him just for that replied Amy Next was Gina, George's wife. She claimed to be collecting mails from the mailbox outside the house when she heard Rosa and Amy scream and rushed to the poolside. Next was the assistant Rosa. Where were you at the time of murder? asked Robin. I was sent to the house by Claus early so as to take a look of the new wallpaper and suggest any changes if any I was with Amy the whole time in the room and only came out to take at the trash and found it Claus dead in the pool He always scolded me for petty things and was very bossy and evil called me crappy names but that's how all the bosses are these days replied rosa did you see anything suspicious around the house on your return asked robin yeah gina was searching the mailbox even though she got her mails on sundays 
then the troubled brother george where were you at the time of the murder asked robin i was in my room watching television after i had returned from the bar at 5 pm replied george did you see anyone running from the scene of near the house no no one was there at that time robin immediately took george into custody he had lied about being in his room at the time of crime as the room was being cleaned after the wallpaper installation the question was why where were you asked robin angrily but george wouldn't open his mouth finally after one hour of stressful interrogation he finally cracked and told he was in the meeting room with johnson cement's rivals rivera cements signing a deal and joining their company as a secret partner who would be working for them as a spy in johnson cements but he also claimed that he had no connection with his brother's murder he sure was petrified about his brother finding out this but was ready to take that risk as he was done with claus always labeling him as a shameless and spoiled man who was good for nothing he sure looked guilty at this point but robin had to find solid evidence to put him behind the bars the telephone record of the victim came in robin was scrutinizing the records and found something peculiar about them there was one phone number which appeared in the record multiple times it also seemed that claus was talking to this person regularly and for a long duration of time he straight away ordered the tele department to trace the location of this mobile user meanwhile the victim's wife header had entered into a psychotic dream she couldn't stop thinking about claus constantly weeping and beyond concern she had entered into a new stage of misery she wouldn't eat anything or leave her room just stared at her husband's photo all day long the phone's location led the investigators to an abandoned place with a semi constructed building it was no sign of a living soul around the location robin walked up to the building and tried to open the door which made a creaky sound he pulled his gun out and started walking up the flight of stairs it was dusty all around and the place had a damp smell on the first floor 
there was a person sitting with a laptop. He looked like 25 years old man, rightly dressed up. He seemed to have a sophisticated personality and a hint of curiosity on his face. Robin immediately confronted the man with his gun, pointing at him. He was straight away taken into custody for interrogation. He seemed to have no fear of getting arrested. This looked peculiar to Robin and thus he decided to interrogate him personally. Robin took his statements and let him go. He headed straight away to the Johnson Mansion. But why? He arrested Gina and took her to the police station. What were you doing at the mailbox at the time of murder? Even though you were not expecting any mails that day? Asked Robin. I... I... I, I stuttered Gina. Let me tell you. You were snooping in Klaus's mail. That... He was expected to receive from the private investigator that he had hired to keep a track of you as he suspected you were cheating on his brother. The investigator collected evidence against you and had mailed the photos to Klaus. Of course, you made sure that he never received those mail and killed him. Also. You got rid of all the evidence so that you could not raise any suspicions on you," said Robin with determined eyes. Gina started shivering from head to toe. Her face became pale. She couldn't stop sobbing. I didn't kill him. It's true that I was looking for the mail to get rid of it. So that no one found out my truth. But I sure didn't kill him, pleaded Gina. But now, there was a new problem that faced the Johnsons. Had her health had deteriorated to the extent that she passed out for three hours straight. She was taken to a family doctor who diagnosed her with a critical heart condition and insisted the family to take her to America to a cardiac specialist as soon as possible or else her life would be at risk. She appeared to be as skinny as ever. Even her bones had started to show and seemed to have no energy in her. She had booked a flight to America for the same night. It was 8 at night. Here, Robin at his house was in deep thought, unable to shake off the feeling of failure and disappointment. He was puzzled and his mind no longer could think strategically. 
He went through each of the clues again and again, but failed to find any new leads. The sub-inspector approached Robin with the forensic reports of the victim. He handed over those to Robin at his house and left. He opened the papers. He couldn't believe his eyes. There was a shocking revelation about the case. It claimed that Claus died not of stabbing in the back with a sharp object, but of overdosage of a diabetic supplement, which in turn led to blockage in his heart after 15 minutes of conception and resulted in his death in the pool shortly. This could mean only one thing. The stabs were merrily made in order to prevent the overdosage come into attention of the police by the killer. The case was crystal clear for Robin. He grabbed Klaus's diabetic medicine that he had found on in his room and started examining them. To his surprise, each capsule had twice the amount of the supplement that was prescribed. There could be only one person who could have done this. Who knew that Klaus would be taking the medicine before heading to the pool? He took out the letter he had found on the crime scene. It all made sense now. The killer's name was clearly visible in it. He was supposed to be dead. Everyone couldn't care less about him. All wanted him out of their lives, dead. But. I was damn bold enough who could actually do it for you. Heather? She was faking it all along. Robin picked up his car keys and headed straight to the airport. He tried calling Heather and after several tries, she finally picked up, talking in her sickly voice. Oh, cut this crap. I know you were responsible for your husband's murder. But why? Asked Robin. Well, well, well. Look who finally cracked the case. Good job. I am really impressed. You would never be able to figure out my motive. So let me help you with that. I killed him for the insurance money. Yes, hundred thousand crores. Klaus never helped me with my ambitions to start my own business. All he did was look down on me and make me realize every single day that I was a failure. He didn't think. I was smart enough and here we are now. I outsmarted him and I am free.
you will never be able to catch hold of me flight leaves in 10 minutes good luck in putting me behind the bars i will catch you and you would regret your decisions in the next 10 minutes challenge robin in the next 5 minutes robin was at the airport rushing towards her flight he was determined to get hold of her those 5 minutes seemed like ages as soon as he reached the gate he saw the flight take off in front of his eyes a criminal had escaped and he could do nothing about that he had been defeated and that's how you get away with murder all you need is a well thought plan a deadly motive which would persuade you to cross any limits and a bit of luck to dodge crime <laughs>